a great coach is someone who's passionate, who really wants to learn about their client, understand their client and knows where they're at, what the solutions are that they can help their client with and where they're taking them. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I am a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, I've also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I'm here with my new friend, Angelica, and we're going to be talking high ticket sales. So whether you're a new coach or you're a seasoned coach, this episode is definitely for you. Angelica, can you tell me a little about yourself so my audience can get to know you? Sure. Hello, everyone. How are you? I am originally from New York, and now I live in Maui, Hawaii. Um, How I even got into this whole whole journey, this whole thing is 13 years ago, I had my own weight loss journey. Actually, I lost 40 pounds of weight. And when I went through that journey, yeah, when I went through that journey, I was doing medical sales at the time. Um, and I went through that journey and like something like gut punch hit me. Uh, you need to do this. Like you need to help other women lose weight, feel amazing, just change their lives. So I got certified. I moved from New York to Cali, started like personal training, health coaching, nutrition consulting. Um, and then after doing that for quite some time, I decided to branch off on my own, leave the gym I was at, do everything in person. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I want to reach more people. I want to help more people, want to help more women. So I took my my business online and I created the Fit for Life Transformation Program. So we're at like the five, little over five year mark of being online. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, had, I, you know, at the time of going online, I had like no following, was barely on Instagram, barely one on Facebook. Like I was very opposed to the, uh, to the idea of being online. Cause I had done sales in person my whole entire life from the time I was 16, sold sneakers, <laughs> then, you know, did pharmaceutical sales or waitress in college and pharmaceutical sales, medical sales. So everything I ever sold was in person. So moving online was scary for me, but best decision I've ever made for sure. So let's even dive right in and talk about that because there are so many people that are like, where do I start? And where I, do I even start? Yeah. where do I even start? Like, how do I get to this high ticket empire? <laughs> Like, what, what do I do? Yeah, I felt that way too. Um, of course, you know, and I'm not just saying this because I am a coach and I'm sure you would agree, but I had to hire a coach because where do you even start? That's what it feels like. There's, there's a lot of information. Sure. You could buy a course. 
yeah, you can buy courses on a lot of things. You can buy courses on how to lose weight too. That probably means it's not going to stick though. If you're just going to read course, right? So I started to kind of just post, you know, like share my story, but I don't think I was doing it in the most eloquent way. Um, <laughs> nothing was really start. Did you start on Instagram or Facebook? Oh, I started on Facebook because I had no, I, I was barely on Instagram. So I started on Facebook and I at least knew I had maybe had like people that I knew from high school are kind of those, you know, those people. On your personal page? On my personal page. Yeah. yeah personal I did the page. same thing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Well, I, I mean, I had the business page, but it was not active at all. No right. one looked. And still to this day, I believe no one looks at the business pages on Facebook. Let's just yeah. be real. You post, if you're going to do your business on Facebook, you do it on your personal. That's yeah. just how it goes. I so, just said that to a client and he was like, you want me to do what? And I said, yes, you think your audience is. Yeah, that's where your audience is. And then you grow it from there, right? So yeah. I um, I started to, I joined a, a business coaching academy um, that was specific for people who wanted to grow their online health coaching business. You know, there's a million different options out there. So I did that. And, you know, the main thing that they, I feel like jammed in our head was like, you got to post content. You got to show up. You got to show up. You got to show up. You got to share your story. And man, I remember the first Facebook live I did because you just got to get on. You got to get on. And then you got to tell your audience. So the first thing is, Hey, you may know who I am. Probably don't know what the heck I'm doing with my life, but here I am. I changed careers. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. My face is like freaking pouring sweat on Facebook Live. Like I remember what I was wearing too. I made like, I told my mom, my mom doesn't have Facebook. I told my mom to tell my aunts to go on. I'm like, just go on and like it and comment, you know, like all this crap that we still have to do now. And um, yeah, that was the first. And then I realized I did kind of like video and I kind of had a knack for video. So my, and everyone has a different angle. It, we're all unique, right? So for me, I really leaned into doing video. I got better and better at it. And I felt maybe because it reminded me more of like being in person. Um, yeah. I, I took to doing more video. So I was showing up live, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And I noticed when I consistently showed up on Facebook live, I would get just, ran, you know, how random people find you, you know, a friend of a friend or someone shares it, whatever it was. And then my audience started to grow. And then I kind of started to do my own poking around on Facebook, obviously. Um, so that's how I, that's how I started. And then I, I would also write pieces of content and, you know, there's a, there's a method to that too, that you have to learn, you know, uh, yeah. the, the art of content writing, um, which just takes time. But I would say, yeah, find, find one place that you want to start with. Like I, I made sure I just stuck with Facebook for a while. Now I do both and randomly LinkedIn. But I think if you try to go everywhere right off the bat, I don't think that works that well. Yeah. I think that the content's slightly different on Facebook than Instagram, right? Then LinkedIn, then YouTube. So pick one place and hyper-focus on that. Just like hyper-focus on your high ticket program. Don't have shiny object syndrome and be like, oh, well, this person's selling all these like cool little courses. Oh, and there's this low ticket thing. No, just focus on the high ticket. Just focus on one thing at first. What would you say is the difference between Instagram and Facebook in your opinion? Facebook, in my opinion, favors family and engagement and super personal stuff that you can definitely spin to show about your business. If that makes sense, right? It's like you can post about your business on your Facebook page, but they're going to favor your personal content. But if you also have your business content up there and someone reads one of your personal posts, then the chances of them reading about your program or whatever it may be are higher, right? Whereas I feel like Instagram favors reels, certain types of photos, uh, quotes, maybe I think shorter form content too. I don't know that people want to read these long things on Instagram, whereas Facebook, you can kind of get away with that a little bit more. 
I think Instagram also favors personal, like if, if when I post about my engagement or like something like that, both platforms do that. Facebook just really, in my opinion, leans heavily, way more heavily into personal and Instagram more for business. I'm not an expert by any means, but just from what I see from doing this for five years, there, yeah. I feel like it's really, the landscape has changed a lot too. You yeah. know, like Facebook didn't used to be like that. But now I feel like if I post something about a client, it barely gets any interaction. But if I post something about my puppy, forget about it, 300 likes. <laughs> Who's gonna post about my puppy and me wearing a bikini on the beach, fine. <laughs> what, in your experience, what brought you to doing your high ticket? Like, where did you actually start? So you said, I want to make clearly more money. I want to take it online. Yeah, it was twofold. It was like, I felt really unfulfilled just like coaching and training people in person and leading like fitness classes. And sure, I would do some nutrition consulting and I would go to people's houses and meal prep for them, but it still didn't feel deep enough to me. Right. And I started working with, I had, so by this point, I have my own transformation journey. I've, I've, I've kept the weight off, but then I started also working with like a life coach. And I was like, yeah, there's more to like transforming people than just giving them meal plans and, you know, helping them with their workouts. Transformation goes a lot deeper, just like with business coaching. We don't just talk about business. We talk about mindset. We talk yeah. about your, your patterns, right? So it's the same, same concept, right? So I just felt like I wanted to go deeper and I felt like having an online platform to go deeper and to reach more people was the smartest way to go. And yes, of course, to make more money, all entrepreneurs want to make more money and have more freedom. Because yeah. what I was doing was how many people could I see in a day driving from, you know, I lived in um, Manhattan Beach, California. I felt like I was driving far, but still every time you drive <laughs> to the house, you, got, you know, it just takes right. the time. I did the same thing. You were spending yeah. a lot of time in the car. Yes. Yeah. A lot of time the car, which reminded me of when I did pharmaceutical sales, which had, I like PTSD. I do not want to be in the car all day. So yeah, it was just like, there's like a better, there's a better way to do things. And even though I felt a lot of resistance and I was really, really scared. So for anyone who's listening, if you, you feel that, that is, it's normal, it's scary. And you might be like, well, it's so saturated. There are so many people online, but right. you're, there's an abundance of people in this universe. Like they'll find you, your people will find you. Don't even worry about that. But yeah, so I just, I realized like time, money, right? Time, money, and reach and fulfillment. It's more fulfilling to help people on a deeper level than just give them workouts and nutrition. What are some ways that you got that confidence? Because I know there are a lot of people listening that are like, there's no way I can do that. Or they've got their limiting beliefs. What are some yeah. ways that really helped you build up your confidence to go after what you want? Well, first things first, nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're in a place in your life where you're feeling unfulfilled, you're just feeling like something in your gut is telling you you need to move in a different direction, lean into that. And of course it's going to be scary, but yeah. usually fear is a sign. Uh, it's like an indicator for me, at least. And what I tell my clients, like those little fears, it's like pushing you to move in a different direction. If you weren't scared, I'd be a little bit worried. You're about to uproot your career or life, right. And change everything. So that's first thing. Second thing is, I mean, I just trust that I'm always going to be successful. I left New York and moved to California without a job lined up, found my way into one of the best gyms in the country, worked my way up there. I just trust that if I really want to do something and I'm passionate about it, I'm going to be successful at it. Will it take time? Of course. But I just trust in my own strength. But my Look at your history. Look at your patterns. Like, were you successful in your previous jobs? Where, where, where were other areas in your life where you were really successful? And then use that as a springboard into confidence. Yeah. Because if you're successful in one area of your life, you can be successful in another. It's what I tell a lot of my, the women that we work with in our Fit for Life program. Look, you built your career up. You have a beautiful family, a beautiful home. You're successful. 
It's just now we have to transfer that to helping you lose weight. You can be successful. If you can be successful in one arena, you can be successful in another. You just have to have that belief. So it's having that deep belief. I think that's one of the biggest parts. One of the biggest aspects of being successful is really believing. And I think a lot of coaches who don't feel that they can, I love that you talked about like going on the live and sweating because people would look at you and be like, oh, it was so easy for her. No way. I have so many tears, so much crying, probably crying. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. Let's put that out there. Right. (laughs) I cried so much on this journey. I haven't cried actually this year has been our best year, just mentally and emotionally. And we've done a lot of deep work um, with my mentor and his coaching team and my coaching team and building my team, but it's taken a long time to get to this point. And it is hard work. And I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't, but it's very rewarding. And if you can stick with it through the ups and the downs, you'll, you'll be very happy that you did. So how did you come up for the idea fit for life? I know it's a personal story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So fit, I know it's, it's very hard to think of a name for a program. I remember when they're like, okay, now you have to think for a name for the program. It's like, oh my gosh, because this is like, it's a huge deal. That's what your brand kind of becomes. Right. So my feeling was I've kept 40 pounds of weight off for, you know, at this point, uh, whatever, however many years, over 10 years. Right. And at the time I was thinking of the name of the program, obviously I'm very fit, but it's not just physically fit. I feel mentally fit and emotionally fit. So when I thought of the name fit for life, what we teach in the program is transforming your body and your mind for life, losing weight for life, losing fat for life. And we help our clients become more emotionally and mentally fit as well, right? It's the mental, it's the emotional, and it's the physical. So it's kind of that all encompassing. So when we say fit for life, we mean physically, mentally, and emotionally, because that's really what we help with in the program. That's kind of how I thought of it. I wanted something like the for life is very important to me. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of books out there for people to be like, oh, are you associated with this book or that? I'm like, I've never heard of that. Um, that's just what came to me. So Fit for Life is what came to me. And I, I felt connected to it because of the for life. Um, because I that's one of the biggest things that I, we help our clients with is maintaining it. And that's what I've been able, that's what I've been able to achieve. So that part was right. important to me. It's beautiful. Tell me, how do you get your clients today? Do you find that they come mostly off Instagram? Do you do a lot of email marketing? What is oh kind God. of your sweet spot? We do email marketing, but I don't think we get many. We don't get many clients <laughs> for email. Our open rates have gotten a lot better, but it's just interesting. Like I can't remember the last time I had a client like message me or send me an email and be like, I want to sign up for your program. So no, not email. Um, a little bit of Facebook and now mostly Instagram. Whereas every year up until this year was all Facebook. Oh, wow. So something in the landscape shifted and something in the way I also maybe shifted within me and the way I'm presenting my content of myself, like more punchy, more stepping to my power and something with the reels and the layout of Instagram seems to be really working uh, advantageously for me. I also do boosted post strategy on Instagram, which I just started this year. So I never did that before, but you get your business to a certain level where you have the revenue to do ads and you want to reach new people. And I'm not certainly going to sit there all day and do the engagement game and the follow and the unfollow and all that BS. Sorry. I'm not going to do that to grow. And yeah, posting content helps and posting reels, but also, um, you know, there are times where if I'm traveling or something, I'm not as consistent with the reels and I know you need to post so many to grow. So I, I like my boosted post strategy. It really does help with, with growth and lead flow. And then we have, you know, referrals and I still post, I, I still write organic content, like on almost every day I post something. So I still believe in that because even if you get a new follower, you need good content for them to, 
to you know get to know you like you trust you so you still have to post good content even if you're running an ad so do you think somebody who's not as skilled at sales can do high ticket i think they can learn the skills so tell me some of the skills that are required for high ticket well if you want to get into high ticket i mean my first question is most i feel most people may have some sales background but if they have no sales background that's okay i think you just have to really have a passion for what you're quote unquote selling so if yeah. you want to create a program that helps this person do X, Y, Z, and you're super passionate about it, then you're not really selling, you're serving. And I think that's the biggest misconception that people have in their minds. They have a negative connotation with the word sales. For me, sales at the end of the day is about connection. I'm not selling my program to anybody. If you're interested in my program, we could talk about it. And if we're an aligned fit to work together, then we'll accept you into the program. I you don't feel like- Application only? Yeah. Love it. Yeah do application only because I'm really picky with who, who I want to work with. And I want to make sure energetically it's a good fit. Um, but you don't have to go that route. There are people who, who don't offer, who don't do that at all. But to be honest with you, I just think that there's a really negative stigma around the word sales. And if you go into high ticket coaching and you have a negative stigma around sales, you're going to have a lot of trouble. So you need to do yeah. some money work, some energy work, some clearing. What's your relationship like with money? Why do you have, what's your relationship like with sales? Why, do, why is it so negative, right? We're always selling ourselves. I told this to my coaches actually on our call yesterday. You're selling yourselves to your clients. You're serving them. They need to know you. They need to like you. They need to trust you. That is sales. Yeah. We're all always selling ourselves. So, so. tell me, what, at what point did you bring on other coaches to, to work with? I think it was like eight months in. I had like, 30 clients and it was too much for me. It was, it was too much. I think it was, yeah, like maybe eight months in. I brought my, I brought on my first assistant coach. Um, and then it just grew from there. And so do you have each of those coaches close their own clients that come to you or do you feed them into the coaches? So I get all, like I bring in the new clients and then disperse them to the coaches based on who I feel like they'd be best fit with. But also sometimes my coaches, yeah, prefer people in, in their networks too. Tell me a little about what makes a really good coach. Some of the aspects of it. Deep, deep, deep connection and relatability to their client. I don't think it's having an excess of knowledge or certifications. While those things are great, while those things can be very beneficial, that's not, in my opinion, what makes a great coach. A great coach is someone who's passionate, who really wants to learn, learn about their client, understand their client and knows where they're at, what the solutions are that they can help their client with and where they're taking them. They create a vision for the future of their client, whether that be in health or business, right? And they really understand how to meet them where they're at and be really relatable and really deep. How, what are some of the ways that a coach can actually hone in on those skills? For me, what's helped me become a better coach is working with my mentor. Uh, you know, obviously there's, you can listen to podcasts and read books on leadership, but I think like you become better by just practicing your own craft, right? Listening to your own coaching calls, right? Ooh, I could have asked them a different question here. Just like I listened to my sales calls or have my sales reps listen to their sales calls. That's how you get better. Listening to yourself uh, and evaluating yourself, just like you would ask your clients to evaluate themselves. Like, what can I do to be a better coach? Like, where do I feel like I'm lacking? And we actually send uh, client feedback forms uh, at our four week mark and midpoint mark. So our coaches and the program is evaluated so they can see areas for them to grow as well. 
So I think those things combined with working with a mentor on your leadership skills um, and your own mindset, because if you want to help your clients grow, you need to have your own growth mindset and do your own personal yeah. mental work. You know what I mean? Like one of the reasons why I've become a better coach is because I'm always working on myself. I'm not like, okay, I made it. I'm great. I know what I'm doing. Bye. No mindset is a muscle, just like your butt, just like your biceps. <laughs> it needs to be continuously worked on, right? You don't just go to the gym once and do some squats. I'm like, okay, I got an ass now. No, it's the same thing with your mindset. Work it day in and day out. And what are the ways that you work? And I know you said working with a mentor, but what are some of the things you do in your daily practice? In my daily practice, first of all, every morning I meditate. Um, so for me, that's really, really important. I make sure that I spend time in nature. And then I, I, I read a lot of different books, whether it's on, whether it's on business or whether it's like self-help or manifestation. I just read a lot of, or leadership or just picking up different books and seeing what I could, what I could take from it. And then being in a mastermind. So I'm able to attend events and bounce ideas off of other high level coaches as well has been helpful. And I, and I keep a tight knit, like there's a few other coaches that I'll message back and forth with, we may vent to each other or throw ideas out. And so it's nice to have, you know, who you surround yourself with impacts, you know, your, you personally and professionally. So making sure that I'm surrounding myself with people who are where I'm at or if not higher than me to learn from them as well. I love that. I want to bounce back to Instagram for a second because sure. I love that we talked about that. And I know that there are a bunch of coaches listening who are like, spill the secret, spill the tea. So follow, you, Brock, follow Brock, Brock, what's his name? Brock Johnson. Brock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, he knows all the, he's, he's the one to follow, but I'm happy to give some tips too. <laughs> do you do DMs? Do you bring people into DMs? What is, yeah. what is your strategy for that? Yeah. So we, so for instance, I have a, I'm boosting a post. Like if I see that a post does really well, I'll just find one right now. I'll read it to you. What worked for you in your twenties won't work for you in your forties. Now I posted it not thinking that it was going to like blow up all of a sudden, like the comments and the likes. And so organically posted it. When I see that happens, I'm like, you know what? This is a good post to boost yeah. because it's easy for people to read. My ideal client is someone like in their forties and fifties who's stuck because what they used to do is not working yes. for them. Right. <laughs> They're frustrated. I turned 40. My body's turning to cry. Oh, yeah. right? Perimenopause. Yeah. Perimenopause. Right. And that's me. So, you know, so like that for, so that, picks up on like my ideal client, right? So I boost it for a low cost, like 10 bucks a day. You could start with five and you start to get new followers and then you greet the new followers. So we greet the new followers, whether it's me or my sales assistants helping me. And then we also have another boosted ad that is literally a call to action. If you are a high level executive woman who wants to lose weight now, click here and they actually click in. Um, and then we start conversations. That is, a, it's a cold ad strategy. So that's something that I've talked to the people in my business mastermind and it works different for everyone. And it's a testing game and it's a tweaking game and it's not foolproof, but it's been working. I love it. I'm, like, I'm like, if you're really ready, just click in, let's go. Like, like yeah. if you're ready, right? If you're ready, let's go. If you've been thinking about losing weight or changing your life, like, let's go, you know? And then, but then there's some people who they're not like ready like that. And they have to follow you for five years, whatever. Everyone's yeah. different. People say that to me. I always say what actually prompted you to like, to get on, to take action today. Like which, yeah. <laughs> what do they say? They're like, oh, they're like, oh, I just couldn't take it anymore. I just uh, yeah. Couldn't. They're like, oh, I just decided the time was now. <laughs> no better time than now. And later means never, by the way. <laughs> so how long is your program? Six months. Six and months. what brought you to deciding that it was going to be a six month program? 
We do offer three as well. I'll never push someone into six. If someone is like really scared to invest in the six, I'll let them do three. But in 2020, we had our biggest year ever. Um, and I just realized everyone was re-signing, like continuing on, and they were going from three months to a year. And what I was seeing was that three months is never enough time for a mental transformation or a physical transformation in health or in business. Like you just don't revamp everything in three months. It's a great starting point. It's foundational. So I decided at the end of 2020 to say, hey, we're just going to do six months, restructure the pricing a little bit. Um, and then we just started doing six months and it pretty much was fine. Once again, there are some people who are just really scared to do six months. And if, if I like them and I want to help them, I'm not going to say no, you know, but I, I'm very honest. I'm like, you're going to need more. I'm telling you right now, you're going to need longer than three months. And they say, oh, no, no, but I just feel more comfortable starting with that. Fine. That's whatever. It's fine. But I'm very clear that I truly believe that you need longer than, than three months. But yeah, so I, I switched it in 2020 because I really believe that that's a good starting point. And then I believe you need another six and then another year. You know, I, I think that we have a mastery program. We have continuation programs, because like I said earlier, you're not just going to master all of these changes within yourself yeah. mentally and physically in three or even six months. Chances are it didn't take you six months to gain the weight. It's not going to take you just six months to undo it. And there's a lifelong yeah. worth of, and we deal with a lot of this like trauma and mindset roadblocks that people have from even time, even for things from when they were a child that we need to break down to get through why you're emotionally eating, why you're doing these things. Right. So we just go deeper. You just need to go deeper than that. How do you structure your groups? Do you have groups where you meet and do weekly calls, but you're also yeah. in individual sessions? Yes. We, we do it all. So I lead a weekly mindset call mindset only. And then my coaches meet with their clients, depending on which level of the program they're in, they might talk to them like every other week, they might talk to them just once a month on the phone, but then they have messaging back and forth. So unlimited messaging uh, via Voxer, we use a Linus app as yeah. well. So there's messaging, there's phone calls, there's a group call that I lead. And then also each of my coaches holds one small group call a month as oh, well wow. on a different topic, which is something new that we just added. So like one coach does gut health, one coach does mindset, one coach does like nutrition or fitness, right? So that way our clients can say, you know what, I really kind of want to learn a little bit more about gut health today. And then they go on and listen. We have also a whole membership site as well, like wow. a course where people can log in and read and listen, but our clientele is very busy. So sometimes I think they just want that on demand. Like, let me just watch the coach quick and take, you know what I mean? Take them notes. But we have a course as well. So we have a course, we have a, faith, a private Facebook community, and then, you know, the messaging back and forth with the clientele. And then we have our own application that we subscribe our clients to where they get their custom workouts, their custom meal plan. Um, and their, their custom macros and nutrition, everything like that. Oh, wow. What would yeah. you say for the coach who's developing their high ticket program? Where do you think is a great place to start in? I, I know we talked about how you did marketing, but like, if you were to start over today, where would you start? Yeah. A mistake I made was not building out my course first. So I like got all these clients and then didn't have a course because I was like, I'm going in, I'm just getting clients. Right. Like, that's what you want to do. You want to get in, you want to get the clients, right? I mean, you just, I just, I had just invested in business coaching too. So I was right. like, I need to make money right now. And the course to me seemed like such a pain in the boot pay, but looking yeah. back on it, I would have spent a little more time while still getting clients also working on the course. So that way the course was more built for people. Cause what happens is you start to answer the same questions over and over. That becomes draining. Or if you can just create a video on like, what are macros, right? Let's just use that. What, right. right. And then you have the video then it's like, you don't need to answer the same question 40 bazillion times. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 
So your course, meaning your high ticket program. Yes. Yeah. So the, the having just, a, it doesn't have to be like a super long detailed course, but just having a course and you could always add more to it as time goes on. But that was definitely one, one mistake I made. And then the other thing is hire before you feel like you're ready to hire. So mm -hmm. as you start to feel the momentum building, that would be the right time to hire. If you wait, like I felt like I might've waited too long, not for my first hire before the next one. And then I just got like really so, so, so busy that it became hard to serve at the highest level. I still did it because I'm psycho and I'll work whatever hours I need to, but- what sign are you? I, I have yeah. to know, what sign are you? I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries too. Yeah, and I'm, I'm an Aries, I'm from New York, like I'm high strung. So like, I'm like, no, I will do, I will do everything in my power to serve our clients at the highest level if I have to work till one in the morning. But I think just waiting too long for that next hire. So when you feel that momentum building, that's the time to actually bring that person on before you even get more busy. So you actually have more time to train them too. And what would you say are qualities when you're looking for that person to look for? Passion. And also, once again, it's great if they have the certifications, but what is their character? Do they fit the culture of your team? What is their energy? So we have a pretty stringent interview process now where we do like a screening, then we do a culture fit interview. So the person comes in and they interview with not just me, all of my team members, and then we pick two from that. And then, we, and then I re-interview them. So really doing my best, our best to get a really good feel for someone's energy. Do they, are they aligned with our mission? Do they really want to help people or are they just looking to make money? I have no problem. If you want to make money, great, but you also have to like helping people, want to help people be interested in health. Like you can't come on and be like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not a healthy person. Like I'm going to be, eat McDonald's on my I'm break. Going to McDonald's <laughs> later guys. You want anything, you know, so it has to be like an aligned fit culturally and mentally energetically. So right. I think character to me is more important than certifications. Um, so if someone that. is willing to get their certifications and I really love their character and their passion, I'm going to choose them over someone who maybe has all the certs and experience, but not the type of energy and character I'm looking for. And then do you have a sales team as well? I'm building that right now. Yeah. So and my fiance is actually helping me since he, he knows my business and he's, he's actually certified men's health coach. So he's helping me. Oh, wow. And then I just hired two of my clients who I put the position out there and they were like, we'll do it. And I'm like, even though they're so busy with their own lives and careers, they just love the program so much. So yes, uh -huh. I'm building the sales team as we speak. So that's one of my main focuses for the next probably like year to actually have a sales team and a sales manager. So I can remove myself and really focus on making reels, making video. I'd love to write articles. I've been featured in like entrepreneur.com and my fitness pal like magazine. So like, I want to continue to do that, but I, so I'm just been busy with growing the company in certain respects. So I haven't done that stuff. So is yeah. that the goal next? Yeah. I don't know that I'll be like removed fully from sales, but to, to take myself out of it for the most part, I would say within the next year. Yeah. So if you had to do it all over again, would you do anything different except for building the course before the course? <laughs> yeah. One other thing I would do different would be to really stay focused on the high ticket plan. There were times when I tried to create these other kind of little like mini course things. And all it really did was distract me from the high level, the high ticket. And then also I feel like I might've confused the audience. And then it's like, you know, you want to talk, I feel it's best to talk about one thing in the beginning, like to really, yeah. to really plant that seed. Like, this is my program. This is what it is. It's six months, blah, 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 blah. This is who we help. This is what we do. Cause then if you veer from that, and that's not fully established yet, you're pulling energy from something you're trying to build. That makes sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. I know. I mean, I always sit there and when coaches come to me and they're like, want to build all these different things, it's like, right? it's no. too, if they're confused, their client's going to be confused. Exactly. If you're confused and you're like, I don't know where my focus is, your audience is like, what's her focus? Is she doing this or is she doing that? Do you believe that coaches need to have websites? <laughs> no, I think like we have a, I do have a website, but I, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a lead from it and it's there, but also like what is more up to date is my Instagram, my post. Right. Um, and then also like we have like a link that has client testimonials and videos and things like that. So just a link, like a click funnels link. That right. Is not a bit.ly that, that a link, link that in my bio, basically on my Instagram. Does <laughs> that lead people to schedule a call with you? They or have a con. They can fill out a consultation app where then we contact them to book a call. I don't particularly like people just booking into our calendars because I feel that there's a high no-show rate that way. So I rather personally contact a lead myself, either me or someone on my team, say hello, message with them, and then book them in. I love that. Yeah. I love that. What would you suggest? Would you say for the brand new coach that they still follow the same strategy? I would suggest, yeah, I would suggest having um, some higher type of coach, <laughs> yeah, higher, higher coach. And then I would suggest, yeah, having some type of, of link that, you know, like bit.ly link that tells about you and your services. You make it look really nice, either hire someone to do it or you can make it. And then, yeah, you can have, I would have a type form or a Google form where they, you ask just like short five questions. You can check out the one on my link in my bio. You don't want it to be too long because it's, you know, if someone's just finding you, they don't want to answer 40 million questions to get on a call, yeah. but just enough, like finding out if they're serious, you know, what, you know, what their goals are, whatever it may be. And then once they fill out that form, yeah, you have it come to your email and then you can have an automated email that says, you know, thank you for applying. We'll contact you within 24 hours. We do that. Um, and then you, you yourself can reach out and, and schedule that call. I personally just don't recommend having people book into calendars because I think that there's a very high no-show rate. And I, I did that once and I found it to be very frustrating. Like these people booking in the calendar and then not showing up, it really wastes your time and energy. What would you say for that coach who is scared to show up online? Scared? Do it anyway. You're do always going to be scared. Yeah, I mean, do it anyway. Like I was scared too, but you have a choice always in life. Live, into your, live in your fears or lean into your fears. I love that. Live in them or lean into them. I leaned into them. I leaned into them when I left New York and moved to Cali with no job. I leaned into them when I let go of all my in-person clients and started to, and went online because a lot of them did not want to come online. They only like seeing me in person. So I start from scratch, but looking back on it, every time I leaned into, into fear, I came out on the other side, like glowing, shining, amazing. So you can keep living in the fear and being like, well, what if this goes wrong? And what if this, and we could live in the, the negative what ifs. I mean, that's how our brains are trained. Right. So it feels awkward to have to lean into something that's highly uncomfortable but I promise you, if you lean into that, something great will come out on the other side. I think that was the mic drop. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> so tell me, do you think I missed anything in the questions when we're talking about high ticket or for that newer seasoned coach that's building their business online? I think one thing we can just say is to get really clear on who you want to help and why you want to help them. Because when you have that focus as you're going along, you're going to be throwing a lot of things like entrepreneurship is going to be crazy, but keep your focus on who you want to help, why you want to help them, how you can best serve them. Put yourself in your client's shoes. Right. Yeah, I love just that. Keeping that in the forefront because, you know, like I said, you're going to get like shiny object syndrome and think you should do this or do that. Remember who your client is and remember why you're serving them and remember why you started this in the first place. Can you tell everyone where to find you? 
Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Find me on Instagram at the Angelica Ventries. I'm always hanging out on there. Perfect. And Thank do you, you have any last thing that you want to say to everyone before we close out? No, I, I feel like I gave a lot. I gave a lot of wisdom drops. So I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to overdo my day. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you follow this amazing woman. Woman. <laughs> if you have any questions for her, please shoot her a DM. Yes. If you want to hire her, if you're in your own weight loss struggle, she's definitely the one to meet. All right, guys, thank you so much. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.